Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and germs. God, I already hate this. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm sitting on a bed in Berkeley, uh, California, in the Bay. I, um, I'm up here visiting someone that I met very recently. Um, I'm having a really nice time. And I'm looking at a little dog. Hi, little dog. Oh, man. You know, guys, feeling pretty good these days. I feel like that's my main quest these days, is practicing feeling really good. I know it sounds very simple. And when I tell that to certain people, they're like, yeah, idiot, like, be happy. It's so obvious. But I know my self-destructive friends are listening. <laughs> I feel like maybe I got so used to being in crisis mode all the time that there's a part of me that's always got one eye on the door, um, you know? And there's a part of me that's always looking for an exit or, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? Um, and so lately I've really just been trying to sit still and recognize that so much is, is good right now. Um, and especially nationally, you know, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, I think you can agree things are hectic. And so to try to let that not get you down and to focus on being happy, I think is, uh, badass. Um, obviously doing what you can, but also, yeah, not letting uh, greedy, selfish assholes ruin your day, um, which is hard, but I do think it's righteous to try to be a nice person and be nice to people. Um, I was, uh, actually, <laughs> if, uh, people maybe saw this on my Snapchat story, I was, uh, coming home from therapy, I had a lot on my mind, I was really fucking stressed out because I was just at this wedding um, which was great and beautiful but it's a family event and uh, you know it's a lot when you're witnessing the neuroses that you inherited <laughs> in your face you know but it's also beautiful and I got to hang out with a lot of amazing awesome cousins shout out to Tatum shout out to Finley uh, and shout out to Casey the Cute on Instagram um adorable adorable uh young ladies that i got to hang out with and dance with and give piggyback rides and they're really just the shit um yeah and they're they're super uh they're super kind so yeah i'm I'm staying with a friend up here in berkeley i decided to clear my head and um oh i was in the middle of a story <laughs> yeah i was driving down pch and my car ran out of gas and it was just because i forgot to fill it up you know but I was really running around all day because I was afraid of sitting still with my thoughts and feelings because I, I had a, so many of them. Um, so my car broke down and I was out of gas and it was bumper to bumper traffic on the 405 in Santa Monica. Not on the 405, excuse me, on PCH. So I called fucking uh, AAA. <laughs> and the guy said, he's like, it's gonna take me like 40 minutes to get there. And I was like, it's cool, man. So I started off just sitting in my car 
and I felt really good for some reason because all of a sudden I was literally forced to sit still and there was nothing I could do. I already did what I could do, but I felt bad because I was making more traffic for people. So I got out behind my car and I started waving people along because um, I don't think that they initially knew that I wasn't just in traffic, that I was just stopped. You know, I had my hazards on, but it was sunset, so it's kind of hard to see. Anyways, I expected people to be so angry with me. But they were so kind. Everyone was so nice. So many people stopped and poked their heads out of their windows and they're like, hey, is somebody coming? Are you all right? Like, do you want some water? <laughs> Are you all right? And a lot of people just gave me sympathetic, like, hey, man, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. Uh, and it was beautiful because I was on this major highway, you know, and cars were zooming past me on one side and bumper to bumper on the other side. So I kind of had this weird, like, sitting under a train track feeling or something. I don't know. I think there's one movie. I forget what the movie is. I think it's uh, Sunshine Movers. It's this Emily Blunt, Amy Adams indie movie where they like they like hide under these train tracks and watch the train go over or something. It's like a train track like bridge or something. So that you know, it's not just like train track ground. Anyways, it was really cool when I was with the ocean. The sun was setting, and so it was really just 40 minutes of me like realizing how small I am, you know. <laughs> And realizing how nice people are. Because um, I, I feel like I've been shitting on America a lot in this podcast recently. <laughs> but no, nah, man, it's, it's cool to know that people want to take care of each other. Asterisk. Checking my white privilege. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, things are cool. I also got thrown out of this hotel. I was staying with my parents, and they were staying at, like, this pretty nice hotel. And uh, I was just wearing, like, a jean jacket and a t-shirt, you know? And I... Uh, was just practicing guitar because I got to play guitar at my cousin Ellie's wedding and it was fucking beautiful and I was so happy to be part of the ceremony and um, also just to do the thing that I love most as like and somebody like asked for it as a part of like a special thing in their lives you know so that felt really cool um, yeah, and these guys came up to me and they just like I guess there was a noise complaint or something because like someone in the spa like or some shit i was like playing very quietly i was playing like cat stevens songs like pretty quietly you know i wasn't like oh yeah um and like you fucking you walk to the spa and they're just playing they're just like the nothing emotionless electronic music you know that's just like you're in a spa it's just like this isn't good You know, like, play play some good electronic music. If you're going to play electronic music, this is just empty crap, you know? So, but apparently they were very precious about their empty crap. But anyways, these, these uh, I was a guest at the hotel. I was not paying the bill. God, no. But I was staying with my folks, you know? I was meant to be there. And it's not like I was, like, wearing, like, a tap-out shirt, you know, and, like, shorts. And, I, like, I'd thrown up on myself or something. And I was, like, harassing people. And they were like, you got to get out of here. You're paying an asshole. No, I was just kind of quietly, you know, I was wearing, I was wearing dress shoes, actually. Uh, they're kind of these cheap, beat-up dress shoes, but, you know, they're kind of rock and roll. I like them. Um, my tight pants, a striped t-shirt, and a denim jacket, you know? I just wasn't dressed like a name-brand douchebag, you know, wearing polo shirts and boat shoes like everybody else, but I, I didn't look <laughs> like a vagrant or something and I don't know just the way they were treating me it was I didn't like it and they kind of asked me to leave and they were like are you supposed to be here and I was like yeah and they like called you know they like walkie-talkied it in to make sure that I was actually who I said I was and that I wasn't just like squatting or some shit I don't know it was fucked dude 
It was weird. Anyways, it sent me in a, it just triggered a lot of outcast shame for me, you know? And I was just like, no one wants me. I was already stressed out, you know, from family stuff. And I was, it was just a whole thing. But then I was warmly embraced at the wedding and, and celebrated for being myself, so it was great. And I had a wonderful show last night at the Vampire Lounge. Uh, shouts out to anyone who came. Um, yeah, it was really it was really fun. I didn't expect anyone to come because uh, hardly anyone came last time. But uh, yeah, there was like you know, like nine ten of my friends came, and then there were like people left over from this magic show. <laughs> and it was it was really a lot of fun. And I got some food with some old friends afterwards, and people were really listening. And I was very proud of the way that I played. Um, but I'm noticing this thing as a performer that I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting better at performing but there's this thing that happens about two-thirds the way through my stage shows like as a solo performer that like i'll start off strong you know sometimes i sit make go for too many jokes right up top you know uh rather than just like establishing credibility before doing the sub art you know (laughs) which is me pretending i'm a stand-up comedian um in between songs um But there's this weird thing that starts to happen where I start to do jokes as a way to avoid sitting in the vulnerable space after a song and owning it, you know? Um, Because sometimes that's way harder, is to say nothing and just, like, let the air in the room breathe. Because you're so afraid that you're going to lose them, you know? But when you can all just, like, hear the silence together, that's a really powerful moment. But you don't want to hold on to it too long. Oh, it's... Anyway, so I, I always do pretty good... Um, or I've been doing better lately and then about two-thirds the way through the show I start to get flustered and anxious and afraid that I'm gonna lose them and so I start just like going to too many jokes and just rushing through the song so I think I'm just gonna try to sit and just own it you know just be like yeah these people came here intentionally they want to see the show and just like my life you know like I'm getting a lot of good feedback from the world right now and I feel very hopeful and good but there's a self-destructive part of me that goes like, this isn't how we normally feel. We should, I'm, we're not comfortable here. Like, we're, I'm a piece of shit. This can't be right. Let's undermine it and become a self-fulfilling prophecy of shit, you know. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way at all. The world can be sweet and life can be sweet and full of joy. <laughs> um, and that doesn't make you a bad citizen or something for having a good day in a time of turmoil. Um, makes you a really cool person that's helping yourself and helping other people be happy. Speaking of other people that make me happy, uh, Caitlin Nody is on the podcast today, the wonderful, wonderful songstress from uh, Huxley, with two E's, um, an incredible, incredible band. Um, she graduated from the program that I'm in at USC, um, so that's kind of how we know each other, friends of friends and stuff. And she's just a badass. Um, she's a super badass lady. She's uh, I've seen her perform a number of times, and uh, maybe more so than anyone else in my peer group, as really, um, I, if I can call us peers, basically the people that I know or are friends with on Facebook. <laughs> Just truly outstanding. Ugh, God, my words suck. She, she's real good. She's real good, guys. Real good at music. Always blows me away, you know? She's uh, an incredible vocalist, and if you've seen her live lately, she does these amazing work with uh, fucking all these pedals and shit, and she's like Imogen Heap meets Reggie Watts meets Patsy Cline. It's crazy. Um, and we, we talk about all this stuff. Um, 
but my favorite reason this podcast exists is is i get a window into people that i wouldn't uh normally get a window into you know so i you know i sort of knew caitlin peripherally and then uh because this podcast i was able to be like hey can we you know (laughs) sit in your kitchen and can i ask you (laughs) about your thoughts for a while um and that's exactly what we did and she is very bright and very kind and uh we were also joined by her boyfriend uh who sits there and, and referees the podcast who's also a wonderful guy and um so we'll we'll meet him in the podcast um yeah so uh if you want to find her stuff it's available online just search huxley h-u-x-l-e-e um yeah it's everywhere uh it's fucking great um it's just like electronic-y folky we actually talk about trying to describe yourself and it's weird and uh so if you like uh, lord of the rings if you like artsy fartsy shit if you like uh you know people trying to accept their parents for who they are you'll like this podcast um and if i sound a little somber it's because i'm at a guest's i'm a guest at a, in my friend's house and i'm uh trying to be quiet <laughs> anyways much fucking love you goddamn freaks uh enjoy this episode here we go Sugar. All right, we're rocking. We're rocking and rolling. I love it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. Well, I'm very nervous all of a sudden, even though we've been talking about I, it for I 20 minutes. I also got nervous. I also I right? got nervous. That's it my job is to make to it not weird. That, well, you know what? <laughs> Sitting in Caitlin's house with her dog, and she made me a, a delicious dessert. Strawberry crisp. A strawberry crisp. It's yeah. very nice. John is also here. John's here. He's, he said... He said I don't need to be referee. heard. Yeah. yeah. There's any foul play. Yeah. <laughs> good, clean, good clean game. <laughs> Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we were talking five seconds ago about some shit that I really want the world to know. Okay. Is that in the fifth grade, I said that I was working my way through the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, and I overreacted with joy. How but did it we, was... I don't even know how we got onto the Lord of the Rings. I think I was talking about my parents or something. Yeah. Did I bring it up? No. Oh, the you, Shire. Oh, yes. you said, was, yeah, you I made tried a, to killer, leave the Shire. a killer yeah. metaphor and we're like, yeah. try to leave the Shire. But then I was like, did you know that? Was that like a, did you read my Wikipedia page, which does not exist? I was, I looked for your Wikipedia page. That's 10 minutes ago. No, no, you didn't. I did. Oh my God. uh, I'm very embarrassed, but I couldn't find it. Okay. Well, cause it doesn't exist. Is this well documented that you're like a really big Lord of the Rings fan? I feel like, I just feel like a lot of people know that about me. And, and also a lot of people who I maybe know peripherally tend to know that about me and then approach me and been like, Like so, hey, what about uh, that? uh, (laughs) How about Lord of the Rings, huh? Ents, am I right? (laughs) Ents. Yeah, and I'll be like, yeah, it's it's great. Love it. I (laughs) love it. (laughs) Did you ever do Dungeons and Dragons? Was that ever a part of your No, and I regret that. But 
it's i mean it totally still could be oh, i yeah. think there's I like think a it's whole coming back i feel like it's making a resurgence yeah in pop culture. there's like a whole online th- world of it right yeah I think so. but i want to play the oh my god i burped i'm sorry that's you're totally <laughs> we can cut fine. that out no <laughs> or don't i don't know that's just gonna be the whole podcast yeah <laughs> looped in the background <laughs> over this whole conversation um i want to play the board game version there's a board game version yeah, that's the, like, original version. I, th- I didn't know that was the original version. I thought it was, like, I didn't know. Th- I, are you talking about yeah. the version where you sit around with people? Yeah, yeah the actual game where right. you sit with people. But yes. there's no board. It's not really? like a board game board oh, game. Oh, it's ca- cards? Just, no, it, there's no cards. What like, do you You do? have a character with, like, statistics and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's, like, a free world, so there's no, like, so there's, like, a dungeon master who knows all the rules of the universe, you uh-huh. know? Just mansplaining Dungeons yeah. and Dragons to Caitlin Nody. <laughs> no, no. I honestly, I don't know, and I'm yeah. curious. Get, get at me. <laughs> so it's basically like improvised kind of like storytelling, basically. So you have I, one person that's like a narrator, basically, and telling you like what's around you, and then you as your character interact with the world, and you're like, oh, I go through this door, and he's like, okay. What kinds of characters are there? You can be anything you want. Like, there's, so there's, like, books and stuff that the dungeon master has to read mm-hmm. about, like, what kinds of, you can be, you know, mage, paladin, all that, all that shit. I all like that this, good I'm shit. in. Yeah! Yeah, <laughs> Do you have it? I, you don't have, it's not like a, it's not like a game. It's not like a thing you buy. There are, like, books, and then, like, you, like. Do you have the books? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Kayla wants to play right I now. Do, I do, I want to play. Where are the fucking books, Mackin? You're holding I'm, it out on me. I'm so, I'm so like that. That's, like, that is, god damn it. I so would do that. Like, if you said, yeah, they're in my car, Let's, I would be right like, now? cool, I'll okay, have, like, we're going to play now. <laughs> I played with Andy Inadome and Reese Finley once, who have both been on this podcast. Mm-hmm. One night, I think, uh, oh, God, his name's escaping me now. Anyways, there was a group of people that got together. And I'm trying to get another group of people for next year to do, like, Please. a recurring campaign. You Call get me. Yes! Call oh me. God. I'm in. I'm Fuck in. yeah. Totally in. I had a really intense uh, World of Warcraft phase of my life, which I don't know if you're aware of it. It's basically, like, the video game version of... Oh, I know what it oh, is. Oh, you do? Yeah. Did you... Oh, you put down... That was, like... Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Was that dramatic? I thought you I were didn't... like, what the fuck is that, man? No. <laughs> Get out of here. No, I know I know what WoW is. And <laughs> they were like, that's some hack shit, man. No, I, I only know that um, I had a roommate in college who was this... Uh, <laughs> she was really into it. She was mm. really, really into it. Played it all the time. Bought tubes of hamburger meat and played World of Warcraft. Jesus goddamn Christ. Yeah, it was, it was really... Was intense. that a separate character trait or was that part of the like session? Of, you know like... what? It was all such a, it was all such a blur. Yeah. Like she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was just like tubes and tubes and tubes of hamburger meat. Did and then like... Did by the tube? <laughs> dude, yes. Oh my God. John okay. is nodding vigorously. <laughs> he's, he's so Podcast into Podcast referee? It. Yes. Yeah, yes. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah there's just so many uh tubes and like so many uh world of warcraft stuff that i didn't understand she also played skyrim right she was super perfectly nice and like totally kept to herself it was just like kind of intense to like live (laughs) what period of your life was this sophomore year of college Mm. she um 
<laughs> so Catherine Smith also shared the room with her. Okay. And um, I don't know. Do, I, do, do you know Kat? She's in. She was in my. Or she is in my. She's not dead. She's in my year. Right. And she. She's a singer songwriter. Hey, Catherine. Long red hair. Hey, Catherine. Um, okay. So, anyways, she also lived in this apartment, and she Sorry, was Catherine. she was Ashley's direct roommate. And there was a time when Ashley. Oh God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. That's not a real name. I doubt. I doubt that of the dozens of listeners that I have, she'll be one of them. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, you are perfectly nice, and it, this, this goes out to you, Jesus. Okay. Anyways, there was a time where she was asleep and snoring so so loud, and Catherine mm-hmm. came into me and my roommate's room, and she was like, "Guys, I don't know what to do. I cannot wake her up." And I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, it's we'll j- it's Have fine." YouTube girl can't yes. wake up. Can't oh, wake up. No. <laughs> She was snoring so loud, and Catherine was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, but she was alive. Okay. She was alive, yeah. She was definitely alive. And so me and my roommate went into the room, and sure enough, she was fucking snoring. Jesus like, she's Christ. She's totally out. And Hamburger Catherine, psychosis. Catherine, Catherine started banging on tambourines and like <laughs> going, wake up, wake up, into her face. And she did not. It was absurd. There are two it. parts of the story that are absurd. Like one yeah. that that didn't wake her up, but yeah. also why did uh, was she concerned for her? Had it been like a couple of days or like no? It was why just did it she was just like not a want night. her to be well because awake. like she couldn't sleep at all. Like she it was so loud. It was not like a like cute oh, she like couldn't sleep because mama, of the mama, snoring. Snore. Yeah, it was okay. like a okay. fucking cool horrible sto- snore. I thought she was taking Stor- a nap. Storm. And then storm. <laughs> storm. It was a storm. It was a storm. <laughs> There it is. Snore. Is it, is it check? Yeah. Podcast yeah. ref. Point for Mac. Whoa. Whoa. He's on the board, everybody. <laughs> so hamburger tube got me on the board. <laughs> and Snorm. I say it's tied. I say we're all tied up. <laughs> That's great. Love that. Um, but I just want the people to know uh-huh. in the fifth, we tell the story about the fifth Oh my grade? God. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I love Lord of the Rings. And in the fifth grade, I, um, the fifth grade class always puts on a play. It's always a Shakespeare play. But I convinced my fifth grade class to do a play rendition of The Fellowship of the Ring. Fucking amazing. And How did that go down <laughs> logistically? Uh, in my mind, it was, <laughs> it was fucking incredible. <laughs> No, I mean, like, but, how did the conversations go down where you were like, listen, guys, oh. the Tempest, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think... Like, what a ballsy fifth grader. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, my class was small. It was only, like, 15, yeah. 15 kids. A small, right. small school in Topanga. And um, teacher, Mr. Wexler, was a total nerd. Like, he was a total nerd. And uh, he loved Lord of the Rings as well, which is, I'm sure, the only reason it happened. But I just, I don't know, I can't remember. I, but I can totally picture myself just being like, mm, yeah, no Shakespeare here. <laughs> Let's go for something oh. fun. Am I right, guys? Uh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, it, it happened. The production happened. I was Frodo. Fuck, yeah. My best friend was Sam. And... Our like second tier friends were yeah. um, <laughs> Boromir and Aragorn. The run with the red hair was Boromir. 
she was she was the only one with red hair and I do distinctly remember being like well you have to be for him <laughs> is this on DVD or VHS yeah, I anywhere? have I have looked for so long and I can't find it I, I oh, don't man. I don't know if it is but like fuck that yeah that was back in the day when like uh people filming stuff it was like an ordeal you mm-hmm. know? now everybody films everything yes but if your dad was taking like home movies like yeah. that was an investment that mm-hmm. was a whole tripod situation. tripod dad <laughs> tripod dad <laughs> the whole thing that was happening yeah um, I'm, I'm, my dad was not a tripod dad he was like <laughs> shaky camera yeah talking while it's happening yes <laughs> <laughs> dad my dad would do the same exact thing um, and then like when we would rewatch them as a family, he would make the same joke and then like him in the video would make the same joke. Like he'd be like, oh, oh. nice hat, like egghead. And then him in the video would be like, nice hat, egghead. <laughs> like his brain had the same, Dude, went through the egghead. same thing. <laughs> or like whatever the joke was. Oh man. It was just funny because like throughout his, his whole life, same, literally same exact sense of humor. Didn't consistency. Change. Oh yeah. Oh, Did yeah. it bother you? Does his consistency bother you? Uh, he is a strange guy. He's been on this podcast before mm. um he does have like a just a truly out of this world capacity for happiness you know and jesus there, right like there are some people where there's like a, maybe a shit storm going on in their lives and they're like clearly in denial or something that's like oh everything's fine haha <laughs> yeah and he's like not one of those people just like he's just always like whistling and having a good time wow even if things are chill or things are like earlier when i was saying like i'm always making things into catastrophes all the time even when they're not yeah he's the exact opposite like no matter what's happening like he's even keeled um i am not that way i'm not that way at all not that way so it's weird sometimes like as his son when he's just like why don't you just deal with this like (laughs) just right just keep going through your life and i'm like i have so many feelings yeah (laughs) so we're learning how to communicate better uh, yeah that's real me and my dad are learning how to communicate better too yeah yeah it's hard it is hard come from different times (laughs) yeah he's he's not a very emotional guy yeah yeah but he is also a seeker of joy and like yeah. you know he just wants things to be chill which i don't blame him for <laughs> um but yeah sometimes it just is sort of like okay like for instance i got um for for my birthday this year i asked for my parents to get me um vinyls like that meant something yeah. to them when they were my oh. age and hey, like how's it going? hey this is my roommate anna you, hi i'm Mackin. this is Mackin. we're to, doing a podcast right now. no you're fine Don't, no i'm in intruding your home like. i just told i just told the podcast <laughs> nice the story to meet you. nice to meet you about hey. ashley uh when she yes hamburger tubes yes <laughs> when she when she uh was snoring so loud yeah, we couldn't wake her up. Yeah. Banging the instruments. Banging. That's, That's crazy. That's a crazy story. Those hamburger yeah. tubes, they knock you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Can you pause yeah. it for a second? Yeah, So I absolutely. can make her a strawberry bram- bramble, cramble. Take a break. We'll take a, a, and then we'll tell, and then we'll talk about, um. Yes, the 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 or vinyl, the dad yeah. thing. Yeah, hold on. Put a pin in it. Pause, 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 pause. Okay. Uh, is it still going? Oh, yeah. Wow. Thank you again for my delicious dessert. Yeah, you're so welcome. Okay, dad's vinyls. vinyls dad's vinyls. vinyls Your parents dad. are getting you. Okay, so my, yeah, yes. they got, it happened already. Um, my dad was so cute and he like texted me like two weeks before my birthday and was like, I'm so excited. I'm getting really into it. There's a lot yeah. going on here. Like, I'm very, 
very happy you've chosen this as your gift. Where's he from? Where's his accent? New, New York. Yeah. <laughs> Merrick. <laughs> Long Island. Um, My dad is from Boston, and he uh-huh. doesn't have a New York accent, but when I imitate him, for you some do. reason, I totally do. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets mad at me. He's like, Mac, I sound nothing like that. <laughs> no, I definitely play it up. Exactly. But, like, but, but you know what's fucked up is that like he sounds, he does sound like that yeah. when he gets mad. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's when the roots come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please continue. Um. Okay, so he was so excited, so into it. And then the day comes, and we were at dinner. And um, he, I, he hands me the vinyls, and I'm opening them one by one, and I'm, like, tearing up. It's like, oh, what a wonderful, beautiful gift. And I asked him to, like, tell me a little story, a little tidbit about each thing and what it meant to him. And every fucking time, it was like... <laughs> He, you would think that like if I asked that question about the first three, like I'm gonna ask it about all of them, and every fucking time he'd be like, "Oh come on, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I just like it." And I was like, "You have been alive for sixty-five years, like really? This music just means nothing to you? You just like it?" And I started to get like kind of mad because yeah. it was. Was like fucking pulling teeth right. trying to get him to be and you tried an to do this like sentimental connection gift exactly yeah. and i did get you know some good stuff out of him i got like one or two things that were like okay all right yeah. i get that i remember that yeah i also found out what were the um, records what did he get you so much stuff oh my god yeah. he, it was just all like classic rock and okay. um I don't know. Just yeah. think of a classic rock band. He got it for me. Yeah. And it was like, what a wonderful, my vinyl collection is so great totally. now. And it's yeah. really fun. Um, so, but I also found out from my dad, like three months ago, that he has seen a dead body. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Did this come up? Like when he like got to like the Rod Stewart albums, he was like, oh, <laughs> crazy story. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Side note. There was no Rod Stewart. Yeah, no, no, that was definitely no the Rod wrong Stewart. reference. But... <laughs> But Classic no, rock, I Rod just, Stewart. Rod- <laughs> the king of rock. <laughs> mm, who's classic rock? Snoop Dogg? <laughs> Let's see, there's Clay Aiken, yeah. there's uh, Boys to Men, you know. <laughs> there's Clay <laughs> Jesus. You know, I got in so much trouble in third grade for saying uh, Clay Aiken sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got in so much fucking trouble because I was like so hardcore Ruben stuttered. Like so, so oh, yeah. hardcore. Back in season, what was and that, like season two yes, of American Idol? Yes, it was Idol? season two. It yes. was season two. Oh, and uh, yeah, I, I was like shouting at my friend, Clay Aiken sucks. <laughs> and like, listen, and, Frodo, cool it. Yeah, cool it. <laughs> and, and my third grade teacher overheard me and I got sent to the principal's office like, it was bad, Ooh. really bad. My mom had to come to the yeah. school. And oh, apparently, my mom told me some years later, uh, that she went into the principal's office and the principal was like, she said sucks. <laughs> and my, my mom was like... She had to write it down on a piece of yeah, paper. Yeah, she, she couldn't, couldn't say it. it. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, oh, is that like really, is that really bad? Like, I don't, I don't know if that's really bad. And the principal was like, it's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> but my mom didn't give a shit, so right. whatever. Did you go to a Catholic school? No, I went to a small private school in Topanga. Right. Totally. Um, uh, what was I talking about right? You were talking about vacant vinyl with your dad. 
going on with my dad. Oh, dead body. Dead body, so, yes. So, okay, I found out when I was 18 that he had been married before my mom. I found this out on the podcast I did with my dad like oh a couple my months God. ago. Yeah. Did you cry? No, no. No, I didn't cry either. Yeah. I just was like, why the fuck would you not tell me that? Like, that's... Yeah. It's fine. I but yeah. Okay, so apparently he was very young, and him and his first wife were living in um, Sausalito in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Dead body on Dead his fr- <laughs> on his. <laughs> Our podcast ref has abandoned us, uh, so like he would normally be yeah, there to keep yeah, us on track. he would yeah he would oh so yeah he's podcast gone. Podcast ref possi- right. responsibilities. Okay, yeah, that's another point for me. Heck yeah. Um. Yeah, he likes. There was a dead body on his on his front door, and the the cops came, and they obviously questioned him, yeah. and were like, "Hey, sir, what's uh, what's going on?" <laughs> was it and, on his where was it, on his porch? Mm-hmm. Somebody, yeah, somebody, yeah, it, yeah, somebody just left a dead body on my dad's front <laughs> on my dad's front door. <laughs> And That's every time I walk out of my house, I'm like, yeah. hopefully there's not a dead body or someone <laughs> yeah. trying to kill me. It's never happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's never happened. <laughs> and then every day after that, I'd be like, it fucking could yeah, happen. Could. <laughs> well, clearly. So, you know, obviously my dad had nothing to do with it, but the cops were just like, yeah, sir. Hello. Like, what's this? What's going on? And he was like freaking out. And yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I've never seen this before in my life. Like, I don't know what to do. And, um, and that was it. They didn't. They knew he didn't do it. So then he left. But the point is, yeah, that happened. Was he like fucked up after that? Did it like emotionally? You just repress. Just repress yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like most thing, you just sort of. Oh yeah. Don't think about it. Chug it away. It's all good. Man, some people that really works for them. You know. No. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Because yeah. later in life, then you're just d- d- fucking fucked. Yeah. You're just. <laughs> Okay, there's so done. many there's so many things. Yeah. Caitlin. One, I think it's fascinating to think about like when like different generations were alive. The sentence started out so promising. <laughs> you know, like okay. Like your dad buying you records. Like I, I like to think about like the demographic of like different bands and shit like that mm-hmm. back in the day. Like my dad super into Rolling Stones and Yeah. The Who and Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. Hated Led Zeppelin. Hated Pink Floyd. Which is interesting now. Interesting, like, yeah. That you'd play, that you'd hear them, like... On the same, you, yeah. On the same, like, classic rock radio station. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But I guess back in the day, there was somewhat, at least, like, between the demographics of, like, Led Zeppelin was maybe a little more of, like, hippie stuff, like, long hair mm-hmm. and, like, tight pants or whatever. Yeah. And then there was still maybe a macho element to, like... The Who or something, yeah, which is crazy because like, yeah, I don't see almost the, identical yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think it's maybe the psychedelic element that like, mm. even though the Stones have that one psychedelic album. Anyways, not important. <laughs> oh, also, but real quick, I was at Starbucks the other day, mm-hmm. and like a um, Bon Jovi song came on. No, and I was just trying to think of like the time in like in American history <laughs> when like. You'd be like driving down. I don't even know what was that like the '80s on like the Sunset Strip or something, and yeah. it'd be like, "Oh, do you mean when America was great, so we can make it great again?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, reminiscent of a time maybe when America was great. I don't know. Uh, I'm just I throwing her out there. <laughs> <laughs> but like when that was the jam, you'd like put on like you're like getting ready to go out with your friends. Yeah, <laughs> you'd, yeah, like, yeah. Put on living Bonjour, on prayer. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like, guys, like tonight's the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, which is, uh, which is wild. But also, speaking of crazy things that we learn about our fathers, um, mm-hmm. 
my dad and I were just talking super casually one day, and he told me that he uh, like had two girlfriends pass away while he was dating them. Mm, ugh. Right? Wow. He, he went ice skating with one girl, and she fell down and hit her head, and when she went to bed that Holy night, she just sh- never woke up because she had shit. internal bleeding. And then like he had another girlfriend that went out for like a bike ride through Topanga Canyon, or Temesca Canyon, one of the two canyons. And got hit by a car and like died. And he just dropped those two things in the same sentence and then was just like, anyways, you want to go to Jack in the Box? (laughs) And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking heavy. It was fucking heavy, man. It was crazy. Um, I'm sure he processed them at the time or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. Or he just tucked right, it away. Tuck it away. Yeah, <laughs> it's, we'll save that for later. Yeah. Perplexing guy for sure. Anyways, wow. Love him dearly. Yeah. What's your family like lineup? Like you have siblings and nope. stuff? Nope. I you? have just me. How was that? Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Like yeah. I have a huge imagination and I speak to myself in different accents all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think about, uh, okay, this is dark, whatever. Uh, when my parents die, it's going to be really hard for me because it's hard for everybody. Right. But, uh, I wish I had like a sibling or something to sort of like. To cope with. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody who understands, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the only thing I do think about that, which is something to talk about in therapy, but like. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. Therapy's fucking great. It is great. I don't know if it's like a West Coast thing or what it is, but I like that where we live, it's like a more culturally acceptable to be like. I just oh, think yeah. everyone on the planet needs therapy. There's yes. not one person who does not need therapy. <laughs> it's crazy to me that there's a stigma yeah, attached to it. Totally. Yeah. And that, yeah, that repression is seen as like a, oh no, that's the That's manly the thing, thing you do. do. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's crazy bullshit. Yeah. Um, uh, so, okay, yeah. So that's my life. I'm an only child. My yes. parents separated sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you close with your folks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, like, uh, I'm working on um, healing the divide between the person I am around my parents and the person I really am. And, yes. like... It's, it's getting closer and closer like fuck yeah every day but there are still some things like my manner of speech and like right. you know things i like and things i don't like that um my parents don't quite like understand and they don't i don't know they can't really grab onto that part of me so i kind of feel like i compartmentalize in order to be closer right. to them but oh, not 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 yeah. in a not in a not in a way that's like uh you know, hiding anything. It's just sort right. of like showing showing the parts of me that I know relate to them yes. and running with those parts when I'm around them. Totally. Um, which which makes it, you know, touching and nice. Yeah. And I'm an adult now, so yeah. I can go live my life after yes. seeing them. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's It's a tough balance of like looking for those avenues to connect with your parents yeah. and then also being like, why aren't you looking for avenues to connect with me? Hey! <laughs> <You know? laughs> Podcast points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I saw this one video of, like, Terry Crews, the actor, uh, on yeah. uh, 
they, he like built a computer with his kid because his kid what? really likes computers. Yeah. I heard about that. He yeah. built a computer? Yeah. And he mm, like that's was amazing. Like on Reddit the whole time, just like, where does this part go? <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It was Holy dope. damn. Yeah. No, and yeah. But it's also uh, just tricky, like, I think, like, because I'm living at home right now and uh, for the next couple of weeks. And it's great, like, because you don't have to pay for food and, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that list is longer, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but amenities are a huge huge part yeah, of it. Like especially also, right now. Like Jesus. you were saying, like with when you were talking about when your parents die, like wanting to have somebody with similar experiences, like one thing that is nice about going home is you have this common mythology. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there are these people yeah. that have known you your whole life. Right. And right. You have right. all these shared experiences and memories. Yeah. And that can be really sweet and awesome, but it can also be maybe like Stressful and damaging yeah. <laughs> at other times. Yeah. Do and you have so, siblings? I do. I have two older sisters, oh. and they also live in Los Angeles. Um, and so, like, I think right now for me, I, like the balance, the thing I'm trying to figure out right now is like how to take care of myself. You know. Yes. In the context of a family, because like it's very easy to get caught up in like working too hard maybe to connect with everybody you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm, then like getting mm-hmm. and then like catering to everybody all the time and getting caught up in everything and like, oh yeah and then do you have a problem saying no to people yeah all the time for yeah. sure yeah me um, too but it's yeah. getting better yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah but just like ba- like boundaries it's tricky because like I don't want to like emotionally withdraw from my family and uh-huh. just be like an absent shithead no yeah I mean there's a definitely a you know happy medium there yeah it's not either like forgive me but sucking everybody's dick or (laughs) or like absolutely no contact whatsoever yeah but totally yeah it's a tricky you know thing to maneuver anyways so you're growing up frodo changes schools yeah what was was that emotional Oh, it was horrible. Horrible. Totally horrible. I had acne. I had, well, some of them, most of them. Yeah. They were, no, no. Middle school was rough. Had like one or two people that was like, all right, I like you. Okay. (laughs) But then, yeah, ninth grade, thank God, I joined a metal band with some people that really, yeah, they really What's the name of this metal band? Mangrass. Yes! <laughs> was metal was that your jam as a kid? Was metal like your thing? Not really, but like I really liked these people and they were like, Do you want to join our metal band as the singer? And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I love metal now. <laughs> what and kind um, of metal. Like progressive metal. Okay, cool. Um but it was oh my god, it's just it's really crazy music. Like, what kind like of we bands had were a, you guys like looking up to? Rush. Yes. Um, Oh, like, but then, like, really, like, heavier stuff, like Mastodon and, like, Amana Marth and, like, all this, you know, just, like, fucking black metal. <laughs> um, I really, I went through a phase of, a phase of loving, um, oh, my God, Dragon. Dragon Force? Dragon Force, yeah. Oh! Yeah, yeah I, lo- I loved that fucking video game music. When Guitar Hero yeah. 3 came out? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was down a wormhole, of a YouTube wormhole with some friends the other night. Um, we're all like we're all like in our early 20s and it was just a bunch of dudes in a room like watching like Shredder guitar videos <laughs> like we were in 8th grade it was kind of fucking awesome uh, that's, that is awesome <laughs> and we ended up like watching like all these Dragon Force videos <laughs> dude 
Because like, the some fire of them are flames. terrible. Some of them they like can't really play the song. No, I know. It's all sped up. Yeah. So and then some of them they like but then this one video they were killing it and I was yeah. like, What happened? They got really a lot better. Yeah, no, dude, I used to <laughs> listen to that song as my pump up song through oh, yeah. the fire and flames. Yeah. Yeah. Um, through the fire and also the flames. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were yeah, curious, yeah. we're also going through the flames. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's weird because I feel like Guitar Hero kind of like saved rock and roll in a lot of ways. <laughs> as like lame as that is, <laughs> just in the sense that I feel like it inspired a, like a new generation of people like to be into like more guitar music maybe than they. Well, would have Jesus, been or thank something. God. <laughs> I had this really depressing thought the other day that like technology is going to evolve to the point where like people don't need to be good at things anymore, mm. and you know, we'll just be able to produce music or play guitar or do whatever at like, by going like, doo, 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 yeah. and then it's like amazing. It's yeah. perfectly done. Yeah. And so people are going to stop being good at things. And that made me really sad. Okay. I watch uh, the show Cosmos sometimes. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Heck yeah. I have a lot of feelings about him. Me love, too. Oh love my God. him. Like, <laughs> woo. It gets weird in there, but like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really quickly. Yeah, I yeah. Do you yeah. want to hear about this? Wait, say your smart thing first before I say it's not. Quick. Oh my god, it's it's <laughs> absolutely not a smart thing. But I was watching Cosmos, and it was you know talking about these fucking amazing women in the late 1800s who were making maps of the stars and like recognizing patterns. And like I look at the stars now and just nothing i see nothing <laughs> i see no distinct mar i can't remember the fucking patterns right. to save my life yeah. and i feel like an idiot i can't do and basic math i can't do basic <laughs> math either i once got a 19 percent on a geometry quiz <laughs> that i tried really hard on okay oh, but anyways it was just amazing to me that like these right. people from forever ago who didn't have calculators didn't have fucking anything just yeah. their hands and they paper and brains they just were like maybe an abacus oh, that, or two yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like they just did it yeah and I, it's crazy <laughs> it is crazy okay crazy i bet your thing is smarter what's your it's thing it's really not no okay oh is it about neil degrasse tyson it is oh so we talked about him for a long time i just i wonder like how does the astrophysicist slash larger science community feel about him is because mm. he's like the most celebrity he's like the most famous mm -hmm. astrophysicist does he show up like late to the astrophysicist <laughs> conference with sunglasses on like the a little cool, drunk like the coolest oh sorry guys yeah. <laughs> i was like fucking all these chicks <laughs> What were we talking about? And they're like, Neil. Neil. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or are they, like, super stoked that there's, like, representation in pop culture? I think it's probably a little both. <laughs> like. Yeah. Because he's super he's, smart, super cool, super knowledgeable. But I yeah, feel like he yeah, also yeah. He is, knows like, his shit, into but... his, like, swag. He's like, I don't oh, know what the kids like. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, because, like, people are interested in it. Exactly. Like, people are interested in astrophysics. And, and he has a great he, way of relaying the information. Exactly. Like. Like he is what a mensch for bringing yes. you know science to popular culture yeah all carl sagan also obviously following in his yeah. footsteps but like oh fuck you yeah. know like that's <laughs> so tight that because i feel like this is a generalization maybe i'll catch some shit for saying it probably not because you know not a ton of people are gonna listen to this no, no offense but maybe they will one it's day when we're both extremely famous me, so you're in the clear <laughs> A-list celebrities. Okay, um, but I feel like maybe a lot of the astro 
uh, physics community maybe doesn't possess the skills to be people people and like relay the information in a way that makes sense to the layman is engaging like brings a personality with it and like he is a rare person yes and god this i just i love that look that he gives the camera where he like (laughs) he like he's sort of like looking down and then he gives like a smirk and he goes (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like it's the most reassuring turn on like (laughs) what if he was like an unwilling hero like they came to him and they're like look deal like (laughs) you're the most personable of us you have to host this show i'm sure i don't want to i am sure that happened because hero's journey it has to happen okay kaylin noting yeah what was your childhood like musical journey like post um, slash pre-metal band okay pre-metal band where did it that was... go did you guys play shows and trip yeah we played some shows around la played at mccabe's oh we played, really uh-huh we played Whoa. at the whiskey like three or four times we played nice. uh the roxy i don't know played how, somewhere how did the metal show go at mccabe's great yeah it was great um it's like a very mellow it was one of my fo- it was my fondest memories actually was Fuck that yeah. show yeah i was wearing a leather cuff yes yeah it was, oh god um we all also played like at our school's events and stuff oh yeah and we would rent costumes for those and i had like a folk a faux snakeskin floor length coat which was tight oh man. yeah <laughs> this is fucking rad yeah um okay but pre-metal band um I... That's like the origin story that everyone wishes they had. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was it was crazy music because I was just right. singing, you know, like R and B and riffing like a mad idiot. <laughs> yep. Yes, that is exactly correct. We also had a nine minute reggae song about Star Wars called Akbar Society. That sounds fucking great. <laughs> yeah, it was the, no, it was the best. It saved my life. Like yeah. it absolutely saved my life in oh, high school. Fuck yeah. Um. So. Okay. Where did the R&B stuff come in? That's been forever. Okay. So my first, I think, thing in, into singing, I was super young, and I was watching Disney movies constantly all the time. Oh, yeah. Loved Pocahontas. Loved The Lion King. Mm. Just would sing Colors of the Wind all fucking day. And apparently my mom tells a story that's like, yeah, I would listen to you sing, and I would think like, oh, poor poor kid she's completely tone deaf <laughs> and then one day i just wasn't <laughs> cool cool story mom <laughs> see that's how i get out of telling a shitty story was my mom telling <laughs> uh, okay so yeah i listened to a lot of disney sing-along and i would do that all the time yes and then um i loved mariah carey's album butterfly yeah and where we lived in topanga it was sort of um it is quite secluded and there's like a big driveway that goes it's on a mountain goes up the driveway so i would walk up and down the driveway with my walkman and my ear phones and singing mariah carey and like you know that video of that girl online who's singing you know that video? I don't know that video. Fuck, is that you? So, no, God, no. It's, it's this video of this little girl, and she keeps trying to sing that song, and she keeps blowing it, and she oh, goes, no. no, wait, no, I can I can do it. 
and that was me. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. absolutely me. Yeah, I would just um, I I sang all day every day until I could fucking sing the Mariah Carey riffs. Yes, and yeah. So and then in this I listened uh, Stevie Wonder, Lauren Hill, um, Christina, Britney. You know all the pop. Yeah stuff and so i loved riffs and pop music and r&b yes and that was kind of all i knew for such a long time right uh, i mean obviously then seventh seventh grade came the beatles beatles lunch boxes beatles posters Ooh. john lennon posters janice joplin you know the whole like classic i started wearing bell-bottom jeans you know yeah, just yeah, like yeah. really playing into like topanga yeah <laughs> vibe um yeah and then joined the metal band but was still singing like it's crazy yeah uh, i think you should give 14 year old you a little credit <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that's I think it's true pretty i should rad. i should i should it was rad it was fucking cool um i was doing jack johnson covers on the pier hey <laughs> so much more punk than i am <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I love Jack Johnson. Do you actually? No shame. It, well, it's weird. Yeah, I want to continue this story, but like, yeah, it's just like has a. Par- it's a weird thing that it's like totally I've like. Been the- <laughs> it's maybe the least cool like genre of music. You yeah, know? it is. But for just sure. going to like a Jack Johnson concert and just seeing like all these like. <laughs> 40, 50 year old like stoned white people yes. being like, yeah, uh, <laughs> we got a babysitter oh, for the night. Me. Oh yeah, banana. I love banana, banana pancakes. pancakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's... I don't know. There's something like, <laughs> but also like on the album, like sleep, sleep through the static, like because there's that kind of like popular conception of Jack Johnson. I don't want to say he has this like dark brooding side, but like he's got he's got some depth to him, man, and like. There's something about, like, the thing is just everybody knows those fucking songs, like, yeah. especially where I grew up. Like, I remember oh, yeah. being at football practice my freshman year of high school, and, like, mm-hmm. on one of the breaks, someone was playing Jack Johnson on their phone, and, like, all fucking dudes in their football pads were like, yes. Oh, like, my God. Whatever the fucking song was, and I was like, whoa, this dude, like, knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's super true. I also yeah. do, I love people talking about things they love, so <laughs> that's I like that. That's maybe my, like... A, a guilty pleasure if I do have one, but also I do just think he's kind of rad. Like, yeah, he's got a cool life. <laughs> yeah, he made a ton of money. Now he just fucking Surfs, lives in Hawaii. Music, and, yeah, it's amazing, really sick. Yeah, um, I would take that career. That sounds <laughs> really good. Yeah, please continue. Uh, what was that? You were, what we're talking about? So you went R&B, metal, classic oh, rock, classic rock. No, no, no. It was classic rock and then metal. Ah, and then um, uh, then I didn't do the metal band anymore and i met this uh met i had known since seventh grade this guy at my high school and he is like to this day one of my favorite songwriters and he and i teamed up together for our senior project in high school and wrote a couple songs together and something that i've always loved about him is that he's a very smart minimalist and like the, his his lyrics like they hold up like yeah now Aww. from fucking 2010 and me, i was an idiot and would was so dramatic like my lyrics were so dramatic and <laughs> i always remember like having a writing session with him and being like Jesus Christ, I need to tone it down. Like, why am I trying to say stuff about 
God and blood and sand. Like, who am I, Moses? <laughs> like, what the that fuck That just sounds is like this? a Sufjan Stevens song <laughs> that I would listen to. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It was just like, so, it was like, ins- yeah. it was so intense. Yeah, 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 but yeah. anyway, so from him, I learned a lot about like my own taste and like what I, what right. I like. Um, that being said, I got to college and everybody was like, starting bands and like everybody was like i have a show ground zero i have a show at fucking tommy's place like doing the tour ground zero tommy's place and um i was like well shit (laughs) i I should start a band i should play at ground zero in tommy's place and yeah so i started one and i was writing uh like straight up like soul music and it was fun to sing but after like a year and a half, I started to feel like really horrible and I hated it so much. Right. And it just like was not accurately representing at all what I liked. Like I listened right. to a lot of Sufjan actually yeah. and um, like Elliot Smith and like just like right. dark, simple folk music. Not simple, but you know mm. what I mean? Yes. Um, and I wasn't making that at all. And right. so... Uh, from what I've even heard so far, it seems like you have this like eclectic broad taste yeah you know? i definitely do i and definitely I almost do feel like i have a lot of really talented cool friends that that sing soul music but i almost feel like the white r&b female singer is like a meme or, or like an archetype you know where it's like yeah there's yes. like a lot of people doing a similar post amy winehouse thing you know yes. <laughs> yes 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 and it you know it just like it wasn't working for me at all right and um something that's been like interesting for me since that point because like after that i took like a year and a half off of like playing and really yeah i didn't play i was just really depressed and (laughs) (laughs) uh and i um i like to think like you have a schedule you're like and i'll cancel these gigs and for the next six months (laughs) booked up with uh clinical depression yeah (laughs) sorry guys yeah yeah no that's uh that's about right and um just like struggled for a long yeah. time. Have you had depression like as a kid and stuff? Or? Um, I did. I had been in therapy in high school right. and like um, more anx- more anxious, more yes. anxious person. Yeah. Was it brought on by this kind of musical like when like you were like playing these gigs and being exhausted with it? Did that go hand in hand or was this like? I think it probably contributed to it. Like. Yeah. Um, it sort of just felt like a masquerade for a long time because I was just like going through the motions of like what I thought I was supposed to be doing and it started to feel really bad and I was like, bleh, okay. And then a bunch of other terrible things happened and I was in fucking USC, which is like, (laughs) it's great for... The yeah. reasons you you and I know it's great, right. but it is fucking terrible. That fucking was intense. Terrible. Um, yeah. It's fucking Caitlin terrible. Just broke a glass. Yeah, on her face. <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she was <laughs> licking the blood off her face right now. It's crazy. <laughs> for, um, the, for people who are only listening to this. For yeah, there, there's like some things about that place that just they're the worst. You yeah, know, really everyone's bad. got an app. <laughs> everyone's mm-hmm. making an app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's making an app. Everyone, uh, yeah, I don't know. Being being in that culture was hard for me. So, um, I mean, like, I I try not to like be like, oh, everyone else is terrible, but I'm just really an individual. <laughs> <laughs> but it is just like uh, just different worlds, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. super stoked that the the pop world is there. You yes, know? And exactly. The, all the music people are there, but you are a fish out of water, man. 
Yeah, yeah, like all the time. All the time. And it was like socially, I would prefer to stay indoors with four people maximum. Yeah. Um, but like I, I feel like college is a time to you know maybe explore and yeah. like do five, new six people. Five, hey. six, <laughs> hell, maybe even seven. <laughs> but um, it was college. I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like I didn't really get a lot of those like extroverted activities because yeah. like the ones available to me were Menlo, whatever. Yeah. And like, I wasn't into that. Yeah. Uh, the pink the house, the <laughs> nino. I wasn't into any of it. Yeah, yeah. And I just sort of felt like I, I don't know. It, I didn't really grow socially yeah. very much. Um, were you social in high school? No. Mm-hmm. It was the same. It was no. Yeah. It was much worse. Yeah. But I do. I will say that at USC, I found my people. Yes. Like for sure. Yes. And um, so you know, thank God, they're wonderful, amazing yes. people. Um. Okay. So, but I took a year and a half off. Was super depressed, and then came back to music as you know, fucking just like Justina Vernon over here, yeah. just like trying to, <laughs> just trying to, just trying to be Bonnie there, and like. Totally abandoning the R&B instinct. And it felt good for a while. Right. And then again, it started to feel like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. but, but actually, I think I'm kind of impostering right now. Yeah. Whatever. Imposing? No. What's the word? Posturing? Really? Sort of. He's an English major, everybody. <laughs> he should know. Posturing is kind of the, in that tense or whatever. Okay, well, I was doing that thing. Yeah. And so then I took... Oh, the opposite of imposter? No, 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 the... The act. The of act of being an imposter. Being oh, an imposter. I'm imposter-ing? No, oh. no, it's posturing. I'm posturing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's Got what it. I felt. <laughs> that was the conversation you guys just had that I completely yeah. missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Christ, <laughs> One um, more time for the people at home. Like, I totally get it, but it's for them. <laughs> um, all right. So then, yeah, I took a little bit more time off and then came back again with um, a, more of a fusion and more yeah. of a sense of... Um, yeah, some R&B vocal styling a little bit, but then still rooted in this like sort of more alternative folky writing. Right. And it served me well. And I don't feel super crazy. That's, <laughs> that's a lie. I do. I feel crazy every time I try and write a new thing. Cause it's like, yeah. what the fuck is it going to be this time? Like who knows? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. And I mean, also then there's the business part of my brain. That's like, you need an image, you need a sound, you need, yeah. you know, to fit in a package. And like, well, to a certain degree, that is true. Right. But then it's also really not true. And yes. a lot of the music that I like absolutely does not fall into one genre. Totally. But, How would you describe Wilco to somebody, you know, yeah, in like, like a few sentences? Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> How would you describe Wilco to somebody in a few sentences? Oh, the only reason I say that is because like there's that um, there's a documentary on them where it's like the story of how they made the um, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot record, mm. and it's like 
how like uh, Warner Brothers like heard the album and they were like, what the fuck is this? And then mm-hmm. they dropped them and then they like none such ended up signing them, which is like a subsidiary of Warner. Right. It's crazy. But one of the like a music writer in the film, I don't know his name, but he's like in every fucking like music documentary ever. He's like an old Rolling Stone writer. He has like a kind of like a bowl cut kind of thing, but it's like longer and he has these like cool glasses and he's like this like really, really slender white guy and he always says super smart shit about music. That's um, cool. I don't know who that is. Do you know that? If you watch any you fucking... Uh, probably, honestly. Probably, probably the real guy. Probably, man. Um, and he's just saying like, oh, like if I was a music executive and you like played me this music, like I wouldn't know what to do with it either because like it doesn't tell you exactly mm-hmm. how to feel. You're not like, oh, this is like... 20 year olds like with like buzz cuts like yeah. driving a soccer practice like i don't right. know why i came with that first but <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like yeah stuff that's like a, maybe a little more ambiguous and and isn't uh like in three words describe like oh god a headshot and it's like yeah i got your band mm-hmm. you know? and then it's like boring yeah you know then it's really boring yeah I liked but your it, example, 20-year-old <laughs> buzz cuts. Drive, that's, that's just, to, to be honest, that just screams, like, repression. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, regression. Like, that, 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 that sort of, like, <laughs> I'm a kid, right? <laughs> um, but I do feel you, like, because there's so much, everyone in their dog is in a something in Los Angeles, and, like, mm-hmm it is hard to separate yourself when there are so many similar things like oh this city is a fucking wreck yeah especially it is. being like a white guy in an indie rock band it's yeah, like oh, oh god damn it yeah you're who toast gives a baby fuck? yeah you're in toast. <laughs> that's right yeah anyways that's no you're not toast now. you're extremely talented but Thank like you oh you're so no, but that's where I started, yeah. well i started wearing dresses for more reasons than that not just mm-hmm. as like an artificial way to separate myself sure anyways um, but that, I, no, I that's interesting. Talk about like, that. I don't. I don't know that full story. It's oh, probably a long full story. It's really not. Okay. I just would cross dress as a kid, like, because mm-hmm. I think I had older sisters. I just like wanted to hang out with them. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I want to play barbers with you guys. Yeah. And then yeah. they'd be like, Yeah, come on. And then they would like put me in dresses, and they'd be like, Look at this idiot in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It's a. It's a. I mean, like, yeah. It's a long, weird story. But basically, like, yeah, just like a year ago, I, it was more of like a experiment to see like of like self-confidence like oh like could i wear a dress you know yeah but also i do have like a pronounced like femininity as a guy and like my whole life people have been like you're too gay to be who you are uh, oh, jesus <laughs> and i'm uh, like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i am okay so i don't so i've definitely like and i don't know uh a lot of i feel like guys right now are, are struggling to find out like what is a compassionate woke way to mm. express your masculinity because there's so much like obviously toxic masculinity going on right and right, so right. um oh really what are you talking well, i don't know what you mean actually yeah <laughs> well when america was great <laughs> yeah um back before anyone fucking wrote anything down all the time oh my <laughs> so God. no one remembers anything yeah um <laughs> uh yeah, I just think it's, like, so it's partially me, like, expressing, like, that part of myself that does, like, feel, you know, mm-hmm. like, I want to wear a dress today. Um, and it's, like, it's fun to, like, accept that part of myself. Yeah. Um, but it's also fun to just kind of, like, provoke the binary, if you will. Or sure. just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, like, I was kind of confronted a lot with that, you know, is, like, just, like, oh, like, 
I just think that's a type of like that's a fun thing to mess with people about. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just like why is he? Why well, is I mean, he doing especially, that? Especially, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, especially coming from it from yeah. from a place of like genuine love, you yeah. know, and yeah. and like this is not something that you're doing for like shock or because it's it's, not that like people like guys have been wearing dresses on stage in rock and roll for a very long time i'm not at all and it's but it's it's just like such a easy way to uh like that's so when i started wearing dresses like i didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal but Mm -hmm. like you'd be surprised at how many people are like oh my god oh my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thinking and so it's like such an easy way to just like start a cool conversation maybe in somebody's mind and then maybe like encourage people just like create a vibe of like well but it also kind of reflects like (laughs) it also to me at least kind of reflects the vulnerability or something in your music you know there's like you know if you were maybe just like writing top 40 songs and you know not being very vulnerable and talking about Mm -hmm. partying and drinking and fucking all the time like it, Maybe they then, wouldn't go together. Yeah, it wouldn't. You haven't heard quite, my new EP, by the way. It's fucking. Is it all about sued. that? Is it, is it all about drinking and clubbing and <laughs> Jesus? I don't know what else pop songs are about because they're not about anything. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah. Anyways, but anyways, I, fact, I yeah. The fact that you have like. It's so interesting. All the things that you were saying before I started talking about myself were <laughs> really cool. I asked you. Um, that's true. Yeah. Um, that's true. Um, you have such a specific voice, you know? And, like, like when I when I saw you perform at the Hi-Hat and when I saw you perform at El Cid, I remember I was standing next to Rosie Tucker and I hadn't met her yet, but I was, like, a big fan of her. And Me so too. I, like, I love oh, her. Oh, shit. I'm standing next to Rosie Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think we'd ever talked before. Um, so, anyways, Rosie's fucking great. Yeah. Um, I was just like, who, you're Reggie Watts and Patsy Cline? Like, what? Hey! <laughs> wow! It's, it's, just, you're like, it's just so cool, you know? And so I think to a lot of people, and I don't say this to, uh, just because you were saying a second ago, you're like, I still am confused sometimes when I write. Like, I think to maybe like a lot of people, uh, a lot of my friends and stuff like that, because the pop program's so new and like you're... You're killing it, you know? Oh. You're fucking killing oh, it. Oh, I am? <laughs> you want to know how much money's in my bank account? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was I was talking to Alex Pacino the other day, and he was saying he was hanging out with the, the guy who, like, I think he was one of the producers, if not, like, a, one of the big producers on uh, Blonde, Frank mm. Ocean. And he was saying that, like, they were, like, he was shadowing him in the studio or something, and then he was like, oh, I'm, like, dog-sitting this weekend for extra cash. Like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> He's like, oh yep. shit! Like you yeah, made like yeah, one yeah. of the dopest things, and like you're like, oh fuck! Like, can I watch Bucko this weekend? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you're I mean, killing it, and you're making like really, really fucking awesome art, you know? Thank you. Um, but also, I want to. So you were talking about feeling like an imposter then, like as someone who clearly has like a specific voice now and is making like really good music that's like important and shit. Do you still struggle with that sense of like, what am I trying to say? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Every day. Like truly. Yes. Um, I'm working on a batch of songs right now that like they are, um, based in the sort of improv-y world. Like the thing that I've been doing at my shows. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're short and they're weird and they like, that was mind blowing by the way. Oh God. Thank thank you. Um, so (laughs) Uh, Everyone in the crowd was like, was, 
is that just like a song that you worked on for a really long time? <laughs> like we were all like, wait, cheese. And then you were like, um, and then I talked to you after and you were like, nope, it's gone now. And I was like, no, like I want that yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, but they are all gone now. But like, yeah. so basically what I've been doing is I've been like texting different friends and just being like, give me a, give me a one word suggestion. Yeah. And then they'll give it to me and then I'll write some, some thing, some yeah. little thing and then record it and then yeah. produce it a, a little bit. Um, but I wanted to do something that like, I struggle with lyrics because I think they have to be perfect every time because they do have to be perfect every time. <laughs> um, Fiona Apple is my absolute hero, absolute yeah. idol, absolute, just like cream of the crop. She is a genius. Oh my God. And, um, so I hold my lyrics up to her standards every time I write. Yeah. Which is dangerous and not a great thing to do, <laughs> but I do it, and she knows, uh, she knows what's up with the she, words. She she really knows what's up, and um, <laughs> and if I can't like, if I can't confidently be like, I wouldn't be mad if Fiona Apple said that, or like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, okay, I like that. Like, then it doesn't fly. Yeah. So I'm trying to get out of that, and with the improv right. thing, like. I absolutely get out of it because like mm. on stage, I'm obviously not going to come up with world's most amazing metaphor. I'm just going to say what I'm feeling about the thing. Right. Uh, in very layman, sometimes not rhyming, just like, just fucking a lot of swearing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, this batch yeah. is like really getting me out of yes. that, that, uh, habit. Not that it's a bad habit. It's just something else right. to explore and that's like speaking of reggie watts i was listening to a reggie watts podcast the other day and he, was he is talking. amazing which one is the pete holmes episode yeah i love that so episode. good where he's talking about just like putting yourself in situations that you're like uncomfortable and mm -hmm. he's like take a different way home like mm -hmm. brush your teeth with your left hand you yes know? yes i was so, just in canada yes by myself yes and um i walked around every day that's all i did for like 10 hours a day was walk around yeah and Every time I was like, oh, I'm feeling hungry means I'm going to have to go to a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> and I'm by myself. Oh, God. <laughs> and I will say that in L.A., I really like to go to diners by myself. Yeah. I feel very comfortable yes. by myself there with my book, with my soup or Ooh. my sandwich feeling great oh yes but um abroad you know i'm sort of oh, like yeah. walking around like oh boy like <laughs> they're gonna hate me for sure yeah totally so but i force myself to do it every time because Were you in one of those places in canada where they like expect you to know french um yes but i actually do know french <laughs> oh yeah oh my god that's yeah. awesome so that was okay cool but um you know it was like super uncomfortable and like right. scary every time but i did it every time because i didn't think about that specific reggie watts thing but i did yeah. think about like i have to do stuff that makes me uncomfortable because yeah. those are those are the stories yes like, and i obviously did not get a one single story out of sitting at a restaurant <laughs> but you know the fucking philosophy is there yeah so, no yeah. that's badass well i just think it's easy like because like you make cool stuff that i feel like it's not uh that's not a stretch to say and, like, there are a lot of cool people that are like, oh, yeah, fucking Huxley. It's the shit. It would be Thank easy you. to be like, oh, this is my thing. I found my thing. And I can stay in this little safe bubble and mm. do this. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. And I think that that speaks to, like, your true nature as, as like, a motherfucking you. An artist. You know? Wow. Wow. To be like, I'm doing it. Jeez Louise. Um, Thank you. Thank are you, you familiar much. with, like, the Ben Foldsy uh, 
like what he's doing these days, like going around. I don't know what he's doing these days now. Well, he does. He does a lot of like musical improv stuff as well, and mm. like um, there are like some on his like live albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he did a tour with a um, like a chamber orchestra. It was like six piece group called Y Music or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, opened for Blake Mills. Oh shit! Yeah. How were they? Didn't see. I just know that <laughs> <laughs> because I'm obsessed. <laughs> They're super cool. They're super cool. Um, but basically, he would he like uh, would do these like musical improvs and like you know arrange something really quickly and then. Uh, oh, that's extremely like, cool. Song. Yeah. yeah. And so and then he's been doing it recently with like uh, like hundred piece orchestra. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There's some video of him like doing it with a at, at, like a TED Talk thing or something. Um, wow. Yeah. So he's that's awesome. He's super rad. Yeah. I'll watch that. Super cool. And then I know I heard through the grapevine that you slash. R slash I didn't need to put the first slash there. Mm. <laughs> just, just, just extra slash. Uh, ref podcast ref. I'm pretty sure that's, that's down a point. Yeah, he's, I'm I think pretty that's sure. Minus one point. Yeah, I think you're on my. I think, no, you you got on the scoreboard with Snorm. Wow. So okay. So he's at one point. I think you're killing it though. No. Okay. Right, we'll see. We'll see. We still got the lightning round. Um, <laughs> fuck, what was I going to say? What was I saying? That you know ago? something through the grapevine about, uh, ab- about me. Oh, yes. Um, no, that you are taking uh, or want to take UCB improv classes. Oh, I took that. How'd yes. it go? It was fucking tight. Yes. I loved it so much. Yes. Um, I loved, I loved, 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 loved it. I want to go back and do the 200 level. Yeah. Um, you know what is really good about that also is that um, I th- obviously the more you do it, you do something different every night and it completely goes away every night. And yeah. like you, I, I did maybe once or twice like remember like, oh, I was so funny. Like yeah. that was like a funny thing I and said. And the then <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't repeat it, but I would like dwell on it and be right. like, I was funny. Or right. the horrible opposite of that, which is like, I am a garbage monster right. person who should never fucking speak again. Right. And um, improv comedy, like, you just can't afford to think that way. No. And like, yeah. That's great. I, I need that yeah. in my life, definitely. The only thing is that the classes are a little expensive for yeah. me right now. Well, it's, but be- it's crazy, like, how quickly it's become like an institution. <laughs> You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, mean, yeah. I go to the shows like all the yeah. time because they're so fun. I love it. And we like, should we should go. To we should totally sometime. go. That'd have be you been to Shitty rad. Jobs? No. Okay, it's incredible. Have you been to the Facebook show? No. Incredible. Oh, also shit. incredible. Just like, pff, yeah. Amazing, amazing improvisers. Have you done improv in like any other context in your life? No. That's fucking badass, man. Yeah. It's, it's so tight. Especially like mostly, I feel like mostly comedians have podcasts. And so I'm really fascinated by, and like even stand-up comedy is, is separate from mm-hmm. improv, but obviously there's tons of crossover. And then you have these divine figures like Reggie Watts that oh, God. do anything and everything. Fucking uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every day I try and think to myself, there's no reason I can't be Donald Glover. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, most days it doesn't pan out that way. <laughs> but it's fascinating, like, the, um, just the inner workings of, like, the creative mind, like, in those different contexts and how similar they are. You know what I'm saying? And just, like, how, like, writers are writers and improv and, like, you have to be present and all this shit and you can't, you have to let go of stuff and, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. No, you're right. I didn't I really say anything you. in that sentence. No, that's that's not true. You were talking about being present. Yeah. And to be honest, in that moment I got a little tired and yeah. was like it's late Am I night. being present? You fed us desserts? I did. The now thing. the sugar rush is gone. Wait, I want to hear about this voiceover thing. Did you sign an NDA? Oh. You're not allowed to talk about it? I can talk a little bit about it. Okay. You were um, in Canada doing a voiceover thing. I was in Canada doing a voiceover acting gig. Um, right. I probably can't say what it's for, yeah. but it was for a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, it is the best. It's yeah. the fucking best. I As a love lover it. of animated things, how did that process work? I'm fascinated by it. Okay, so I was um, recording the Scratch uh, for the lead character. Yeah. So, um, how it works is go in a room with the director and the producer and the something coordinator. I don't know. And somebody's in, <laughs> somebody's recording and there's yeah. two, uh, there's one mic for me and then the director stands opposite me and we go through the script and he'll, uh, read the other part and I'll read my part. And sometimes, you know, you do multiple takes of the line so they have, stuff to choose from right and uh, that's kind of it like do you do scenes like with other people in there you're just doing line by line it's line by line whoa yeah and apparently he said that's how it's done whoa like real like actually sometimes they'll do it with everybody that's in the scene but most most of the time it's just they go in and record their stuff whoa Uh uh-huh and it takes like four days and they get paid like five hundred thousand dollars whoa yeah, I know. I know. I did not get paid five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's fucking rad. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Um, yeah. It's so it's so fun. Oh my god. I I really hope I can do more voice acting stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's so cool. Also because I mean like like I said it was growing up on Disney movies and yeah. like I love them. Still love them to yeah. this day. And. Um, yeah, it just sort of like put me in touch with those roots and yeah. it was so fun. Yeah. Do you have other like creative aspirations in like fields maybe people wouldn't expect? You're like, well, wait till you see the canoe line that I'm coming oh out my with. God. <laughs> um, well, I like to <laughs> stop. Funny you mentioned John canoes. is laughing at me because he knows what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah? Stop. I like it. Um, let me show you. Hold on. Oh, wow. It's, it's a very unexpected <laughs> My mind is racing right now Trying to think of what Caitlin is about to get There's a diorama of sorts It's the Shire Oh <laughs> it is circle a, It is a diorama Oh man And I like to make dioramas Oh my god that's <laughs> fucking awesome This is my only Shire diorama I have made four winter scenes oh my god <laughs> um that i have given away as gifts and kept for myself for holiday decorations That's and yeah rad. this is shire as you can say there's a banner that says someday on yeah. it is in an elvish to no it's just like things? i'm just gonna live nice? there someday, someday? Oh yeah my god! <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is fucking amazing thank you so that's legit too. You're thank not, you so you're, much. You're not fucking around. No, this I really, no, I do uh, love making dioramas. Cardboard and crazy glue. No, this no. Is, uh, There's so at Michael's they sell these wonderful little wood discs. Yes. And I make all of them on these little wood discs. Oh, and man. my roommate got me these supplies for my birthday. Oh. 
and um yeah come winter i will make you a winter scene oh my god it'll be mackin's winter scene i that would be the greatest thing of all time yeah i don't know what return gift i would get you, you no no no, <laughs> no no return gift required at all oh, but man. yeah i love this shit i love making dioramas that's um, fucking rad <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah this is like some serious moss and yeah, yeah it's a real to fuck it up it's a real no that's okay yeah yeah uh what else i don't know i love i ride horses yeah yeah Whoa. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. yeah i rode competitive horseback riding for like 10 years what yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah i had two horses at different periods of my life yeah um was there like a noted like exit from that period of your life or like yeah it was horrible and really? very yeah i had to you know it was end of high school like pick one music or horses uh-huh mm-hmm. pick music yeah i regret it no that's not true i don't regret it i horses <laughs> you think musicians make no money <laughs> holy shit no so like um yeah what was yeah. that world like crazy every person who rides horses is crazy yeah um but i mean i just loved it so much and i yeah. it was i'm a very competitive person so that mm. was a good outlet for me to like get my competitive shit out yeah. and my dad used to be a race car driver mm-hmm. so like he and i would go to these art, the horse shows together yeah. and he was like really he got into it too yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was sort of reminiscent of race car stuff right and um yeah so i ha- i sold my horse um and I have anxiety dreams now that I've left him in his stall for six years. Right. And I go and let him out and I'm like, oh, I think he's okay. I think, I think oh. he's okay. I think nobody knows that I've left him here for six years. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, it was sort of like a not cool way to end things. Cause it's sort of like mm-hmm. fizzled. There was no big goodbye. It was just sort of like, now you're gone. Like, okay. Yeah. And then, um, that part of your identity, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, it was really not satisfied with the way that things ended. So after a freshman year of college at USC, I went and lived in Seattle for the summer. So like June, July, August, most of August. Um, and I rode, I worked at a barn riding horses up there with my old trainer's friend who was up there and she gave me this horse that was like sort of out of shape and I was out of shape too. And we got back into shape together. Oh my God. And we went to a horse show and we won. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Disney channel original movie. Yeah. It fucking was. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, that was exactly what I needed to like close the chapter and be totally fucking cool with it. That's a beautiful goddamn story. (laughs) Thank you. It really, it truly was a, huge blessing for me what was that horse's name dice dice yeah he was white he was all white and he was so fucking rad yeah oh my god he was so cool oh man yeah and also seattle is the best place in the world and i'm gonna live there yes that's what this diorama essentially is yeah yeah it's crazy because like i was in ireland recently and like ireland new (laughs) zealand and northwest kind of all have a similar movie what's ireland like green climate it's great Everybody just likes to talk and uh, <laughs> hang out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very very welcoming people. Um, they're very smart, um, mm. and obviously, like everybody wanted to talk about politics because I was American. Eek. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about Irish people is that they're uh, 
they have the maybe like the worldliness and the education of Europe, but maybe not the pretension of like a France or like hey, England yeah. or something. Uh huh. So they were basically just like super cool to talk to because like the cool. Irish have their own history of like independence right, right, right. and immigration and mm-hmm. repression and stuff like that. So they they're just kind of like cool as fuck to talk to. Obviously, checking my white male privilege, like me walking around the country and being like, "Can I stay here?" and people being like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Of like, course. I'm sure if I was a different yeah. race or gender, it yeah, sure. might have not like, gone hmm. as smoothly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot of I just met a lot of really generous, kind, cool people, and uh, I that's could really see cool. Myself someday living there. Um, also musically, like being in LA and trying to get like getting like three people to come out to like a shitty fucking Silver Lake Lounge, baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, where it's just like so oh, hard no. to uh, make cool moments happen you know yeah there because it was a smaller pond uh in this one town i was in um with like top quality like musicians like i i went to this one house show and like heard these people play these like amazing beautiful folk Mm. songs and like i think one of the things that the usc pop program kind of does wrong is they're just kind of like always like you guys are the greatest goddamn musicians (laughs) i've ever fucking lived and it's just like okay thank you but like no yeah <laughs> like not at all <laughs> listen to me closely you were hand selected from everyone in the world <laughs> listen guys stop practicing yeah yeah and so just going around the world and being like oh like just seeing people especially la is very like career place you know mm-hmm. and uh music over there is very uh just like appreciated and it's like a it's like a noble you don't say yeah wow and so it's like it's like oh you're like a musician like you're part of the sacred tradition that's really cool Um, that's amazing yeah and you can like just like walk into a pub with an acoustic guitar and like make friends you know you graduated from popular music what are you gonna do with that (laughs) exactly like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah none of that yeah exactly and so um you know i was there for a few days and i like uh or no i was there for a few weeks and i i like these buskers and these people that like lived and died by song you know and people that like gave Mm -hmm. a fuck about words and music Mm -hmm. um and we're just like oh i i enjoy singing singing fills my heart up and being like oh yeah (laughs) like as opposed to like oh man how do i get my soundcloud numbers up like fuck (laughs) you know maybe i should pay for the pro because honestly i need to see those stats (laughs) yeah dude uh, i'm trying to get like a premium submit hub uh, membership so i can really hit the blogs hard oh my uh, god submit hub oh a dark a dark place an extremely dark place i don't know huxley something feels off (laughs) (laughs) i got that yeah, just well, just waking up every. For those that don't know, Submit Hub is a place where you can pay money to tell, to ask people why they don't like your music. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially. yes. But yeah, it's like a blog thing where you like they have to reply within like forty eight hours or something. Yeah, or else you get your ninety nine cents back. <laughs> and so um, I did a bunch at once, and I would just I, there was this a week in the summer where I just woke up every day to like three Shit. emails why people don't yeah. like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I paid for it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I did exactly. Up. Yep. And like half of them were like two out there, two left of center. And then yep. the other half was like two plain, like two nondescript. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what do you want from me? <laughs> what do you Internet? want? <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck no. this. Fuck Dude, that. Dude, I had the same thing. Fuck totally the same thing. It's dumb. I have no love for it. Um, yeah. I have a little love because it right. did get me some write-ups. Like oh, yeah. Some, some actual, oh, no. and there some actual super rad ones. People like Kevin Bronson, like Buzz Bands LA. Like mm-hmm. he, I feel like, is one of the few people like keeping LA like a scene, like making shit happen and yes, recognizing awesome agree. stuff. Yes, agree. 
Yeah, I feel like there are obviously like a lot of people that run music blogs that are like that super care about shit and are awesome, but they're like. But then most of them do not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of yeah. act like every. John has a blog. Yeah. John, he doesn't. It's not official, but <laughs> but he has a blog blog where he blogs about blog posts oh and my like God. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. That's amazing. And I'm sorry I just outed yeah, you I'm for. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know you what? Just up. embrace it so because. I'm definitely not gonna do it. So if you see it happening. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's hilarious, and that's great, and I love it. But it's not John that does it. It's no, uh, no one. Okay. <laughs> um, really? I've only written two. Yeah, and they're excellent. <laughs> I want to um, read it if it exists. Okay, yeah, but the music scene here is crazy. It's hard. And it's, it's really hard. hard. And um, But going over there like kind of reaffirmed my faith in, like, oh, yeah, like, that's great. This is my when like, cosmic purpose <laughs> and shit, you know? <laughs> Not just yes. like, oh, yeah, trying to climb the thing. Yeah. I was there uh, June and July. That's just, great. Just then. Like, it was, just it was now? Great. Just now. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. It was a crazy adventure. That's a whole That's a whole other podcast. You have the Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the Island podcast. <laughs> Those are... It was a wild adventure. Yeah. Before, we, before we end, um, because I don't want to just make you guys talk to me all night... <laughs> Um, not to drag you back to a dark thing that you were talking no, about. No, no, that's... But we kind of talked about, uh, just because I struggle with depression and stuff too and I have had different mm-hmm. like fits and I'm in therapy and I think therapy is great and mm-hmm. especially like um, in the news, like hearing about people that take their own lives and things like that, it mm-hmm. is like maybe like one of the things that we can do <laughs> mm-hmm. is try to talk about that type of shit and normalize yeah, it. of course, um, yeah. Especially, I didn't know this, but I didn't know that... Uh, Apparently, like, suicide and depression is, like, a lot more common in males, which, like, makes sense, I guess, because it's, like, more, less acceptable to talk about. Right. Just all sad. that repression. Just, all like, that repression. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, you can't get away with it. Can't get away with it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what was the kind of, like, what was the, I know you mentioned coming back and being Justina Vernon, but um, <laughs> were there other things that kind of helped to kind of, like, get you through that time? And, like, obviously, it's not like, mm. and then I was never sad again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Solved it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, um, I, so I was in therapy. Yes. Yeah. Therapy. God bless it. What a, yes. Mm. Lovely. Are you still in therapy? On and off. Right yeah. now, um, no. Um, it's a weird I'm ta- thing. When taking you, a break. When do you decide to stop going to therapy? You know, it's when weird... I have nothing to say. Yeah. Like when I show up embarrassed to be there. Okay. <laughs> because Only because like, I'm had a pretty good day today. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hello, it's nice to see you. Nope, I'm actually, I feel pretty good. Or like, if I, <laughs> if I feel like, man, I really need to be doing other stuff right now. Like right. you, for all of the times that I've really needed therapy, it's always felt like I need to be here. Yeah, that's like the one hour in the week. Yeah, where, where I really... need to do this. Yeah. Um, so okay, so yeah, therapy really helped. Um, uh, Maddie and Shekel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie and Shekel. Just also like two previous guests of this podcast. Yes, lovely peeps. Shout out to my beefs, best friends. That was weird. <laughs> <My> <laughs> that was beefs. so weird. Shout out to my beefs. <laughs> Shout out to my beefs. <laughs> I've never called them that before. 
they're, <laughs> they're not going to know what that means. What's up, boots? Um, they seriously listened to me when, yeah. whenever I needed to be listened to, and they always were there and hugged me. And, like, I am the same for them. And, like, Jesus, that was, that was huge. Yeah. Um, let me see. Another thing. I took some solo trips to Montana and kept a journal, which is not something I'm naturally inclined to do, but I forced myself to do it just to like get all of this crazy stuff that was going on in my head. Just like look at it on a page and look at how crazy it is. Like look at how much you're scaring yourself essentially. And like, I struggle with that. Like I, I can talk myself into a panic attack. Right. And, um, yeah, so, okay, the solo trips to Montana really did help. And I went backpacking, did physical exertion. I got, like, really pretty out of shape and, um, like, not eating well, not exercising. Um, and so I started to turn that around and, like, slowly, surely got myself to a place where... Um, I didn't care anymore about like impressing the people around me. And I just was like, I need to fucking take care of myself. Like yeah. that's, that this is it. And it's so interesting. Cause like I got, I got to that place after two years mm-hmm. and I showed up to a party and was like, you know, wearing exactly what made me feel great. Yeah. And like not talking to anybody, <laughs> but then I like saw this guy across the room. And I was like, he's kind of hot. And then we ended up dating and I was like, what the fuck? Like I just spent two years alone, miserable, sad, and then turned my shit kind of around with the help of a lot of different things. And then arrived at a place where I finally felt like, okay, I feel pretty good about myself. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up like in this cool little relationship with somebody that I really liked. Um, And then interestingly enough, I began to pivot away from where I was naturally feeling comfortable with myself and our relationship ended. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And then I had to do the whole game again of like getting back to me. Um, yeah. I mean, every day it's not like a thing. Where it's like, right, right, oh, right. I found myself that one time, and I yeah. keep it right here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I can put it on anytime. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> nope. Like you're totally right. Like every day is a new sort of like adventure. Just to what am I today? Or like what? Where am I? Yeah. Um. Well, the, your context is totally changing so like what you need and what you enjoy is totally changing also like, true yeah. we've been together for like a year and a half right yeah. year and a half and that's never been a thing for me before but like with him it's sort of crazy because like i never have pivoted away from like who i na- am naturally and it's like he's like still here like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like nuts <laughs> so, so uh, that's amazing yeah. um and it's also given me room to sort of like not put so much stock into a relationship with a person. I mean, I mean, in terms of my own self-worth, right. you know, because like it's like externalizing it. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's not anymore. I can't like look at John and be like, you know, oh, he's, yeah, I think he's going to leave me. Like, that's it. Like, I'm a piece of shit because he, because him. But right. like, it's like not like that. It's like, oh, he likes me. Like, he's, he's not going to leave me. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, 
So now I have to like face this other truth that is like finding self-worth outside of this other person, yeah. which is very cool and yes. weird. Yes. Hard, difficult. Very difficult. Um, but cool, up top. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, and sometimes like kind of what we were talking about in the kitchen uh, off mic, like sometimes the hardest thing is trying to accept that like like going to therapy and being like, oh, like I don't maybe have anything to talk about today and mm-hmm. not because I'm repressing it. Like, yeah, I feel like sometimes if you're kind of used to being in those hectic states of mind or anxious places, mm-hmm. you kind of always have like your eye on the door. And, totally. Like, yeah you're constantly bracing for the world yeah 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 yeah. and uh that takes a lot of energy Mm -hmm. and then maybe sometimes the battle is like yo you're not fighting a battle right now yeah 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 yeah, (laughs) just hang out with your friends just 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 listen yeah it's okay it's all right yeah those yeah (laughs) i tend to like not acknowledge those days but then have them anyway and then feel guilty for having them because it's like I, I didn't do anything today i didn't write anything today i didn't yeah. feel i didn't do shit today totally and it's like yeah that's that's normal that's yeah. okay <laughs> that's fine um but yeah. i think it'd be i think it'd be better for me to maybe just like if i wake up and i you know try and write try and do yoga try and eat an amazing yes. healthy breakfast and it just doesn't work maybe to just sort of be like yeah Okay. It's not my day like, today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Just fucking go with it. Because, yeah. like, it would, you know, if I'm not on my side about that, who is going to be on my side about that? Yeah. So, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Profound shit, Caitlin Nodi. Mm. Thank you so much for having me in your home. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming over. Ah! Thanks for being on my podcast. Thank you for showing yeah. me your shire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, where can people yeah. find your shit? Oh, uh, everywhere. Spotify. Yeah. There's other ones. <laughs> There's other ones. Um, yeah. SoundCloud, I'll, Facebook, I'll, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. Uh, Jesus. I don't know. You want my phone number? No. <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, everywhere. Huxley with two E's. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, can I put one song of yours on the end of this podcast? Oh my God, of course. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have a preference? Your choice. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll pick it later. Okay. Um, but I think I know which one. Anyways. Ooh, which one? Thank you. Uh, oh, he lied. He didn't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Podcast over. Fucking, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. That was so fun. Yeah, that was fucking Wow. Hard. Oh, what a fun podcast. Thank you, too, John. Uh, yeah. Thank you for letting me uh, sit with Oh, my God. That was great. Yeah. I'm glad you were here. <laughs> this one was written a long time ago, back when men were men.
You made a killing of a master And staking from my table Every funky knife and plate You know it's easy dishing out the shit You never had the guts to make Shoulder 